Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of Delay Don't Deny, Living an Intermittent Fasting Lifestyle. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than deny myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 65 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I am here with four other people. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, I think, to have me and four teachers on the same call today. So I'm here with Heather Lori, Kathleen, and Liz, and they are all elementary teachers in North Kingston, Rhode Island. So welcome, ladies. Thank you, Jen. Hi. Hi. Hello. It is so great to have y'all here. So four teachers at the same school, all doing intermittent fasting, and I can't wait to hear how it all got started. And I think, Kathleen, you're going to start us off. Yes. Well, we're so excited to be talking to you today. We have been just waiting all day to make sure everything goes perfect. So we're all still at school right now. So this is exciting. And 
we've been doing intermittent fasting since January of this year. Oh, by the way, so let we, me just say one thing in case people are confused because we're recording this in November of 2019. It's going to come out in January of 2020. So they've been doing it since January of 2019 in case people are like, wow, they just started. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Oh, that's good. Yes. Thanks for clearing that up. Yeah. January of 2019. Yes. So I feel like we have a a unique story and we really wanted to share it with you. And you've definitely been a huge part of our lives and a big inspiration. And I think we've all been feeling that since we started intermittent fasting. And I think after the summer, I just, I kept saying, I'm going to write a letter. I'm going to write a letter. I'm going to write a letter. We have such a cool story to tell. So I decided to write the letter and uh, share a little bit of our story with you. We have been teaching together for probably at least 15 years. We've known each other through all those years. And Heather has been, all three of my boys came here and she was their PE teacher. And Lori has been my kid's fifth grade teacher. So we have a lot of overlapping with being friends and co-workers for, for many, many years. So we all go through the same period, I probably right after Christmas break when we're not feeling great about ourselves and we want to try a, a new diet. And so we would do a few, we've tried a bunch of different things together. We've done Weight Watchers, we've done everything, but we've always done it together. We just decided, you know, we we came back to school, we were talking over break, we really need to do something else. And uh, I happened to hear the Holderness Family podcast. Are you familiar with I that? I love them. The I think family? every teacher probably, yeah, they're, they they're great. And, and they actually did mention last, right around January, they were doing intermittent fasting, right? Yes. Yeah. So that episode, I think it was an older episode, but when we were thinking about what to do, you know, come January with what new program we were going to try this year, we just happened to, I, I happened to catch that episode where they were talking about intermittent fasting and they talked, their doctor was on the show and they referenced Dr. Fung's book, The Obesity Code. So we started talking about it and actually Liz knew a little bit about intermittent fasting because she had done some background on it and had a little bit of information. None of us really did know that. So she was kind of the the guru to get us going on this because we were all new to this. And Liz and I had heard it on the pod on just a little bit of it on that podcast. So that's kind of how we got here. And it was, which was, we weren't looking for it. It just happened to show up one day we listened to that. that That's bit on fabulous. The podcast, so so you, you just happened to come across it in January and you started with the intermittent fasting. Now I do have one question. Just I know we're going to get into lots of other things, but this January, you're not going to be looking for something new, are you? And we're never looking back. No. I love it. For the first January ever, you're not looking for something new. You are done looking. Mm-hmm. It's true because we, you know, we all joked about what are we, you know, it's a big joke. It seems like every year it's like, what will we try next? And, you know, we bought the shakes and we've bought the containers and we did Weight Watchers and we've just done endless, countless hours of finding the perfect diet is what we've really done. And this year has been life changing. Did you all just jump right in on the same day? Yes, we actually did. 
So Heather, Heather, tell us a little bit about how did that look for y'all when you first started? Well, Liz was the one that basically introduced us all to the IF, the time frame for it. We basically started with a 16-8, and even that was a little bit of a stretch. But for me, it wasn't too, too bad because I didn't really like breakfasts anyways. So my thought is, with me being active in my phys ed classes, I'd be able to get through it until my lunch break and then go from there. So I think the toughest part for me was to give up the cream in my coffee, as we've heard so many people say they were having trouble with that, and the stevia. (laughs) Right. I had thought, I guess I was dirty fasting at first, and then I finally just bit the bullet and said, okay, I'm going to try this black coffee, and I found that the game changer was having it iced. When I cut out the having the cream in my coffee and I went all black and it was great because I I found that the iced coffee was totally a game changer on me. And with that, I was able to power through and get to the 12 o'clock hour whenever lunch break was, which was great. And then Liz had decided one of the the after school days that we had um, doing some exercise, she said, you know, I think I'm going to power through and wait to eat until I get home. And we're like, what? No way. Are you serious? You're going to try and go that long? And we were like, oh, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can do it. And basically she said the next day she was like, I felt great. I can't believe how good it made me feel to be able to go right until four, four 30. So we, you know, kind of decided. So Liz, tell us about that, Liz. Tell us about how that was that day. Well, actually, what I did was I waited until my three o'clock special when to eat lunch because it was a Friday and I wanted to drink some wine that night when I got home. So I wanted to drink past eight o'clock, basically. So I, I experimented with it and I, and I made it till three o'clock, my special and I ate and then it wasn't so bad. So I just thought if I did it once, then I can do it all the time because so it wasn't as bad as I thought. you until your, your three o'clock special. What time are your kids done? What time do they leave? Okay. So they had their three o'clock special and then they came back. Did they come back to the classroom for the dismissal? Okay. So you waited until yes. they went to their special and then you had something like a little snack. Is that kind of what it was? <laughs> I think I ate my whole lunch. Right then and and there. then later you would go home and, and have a meal. Yep. Then I, then I went home and I probably had my Friday night pizza like I was used to and wine. And I thought, wow, that wasn't bad. I think I can do that all the time. And then so, I, I started Lori, to do that. We haven't heard from you yet. Tell us a little bit about about how you got started. And were you also waiting till later in the day, just like Liz was? Well, I was really nervous when she said she waited till three o'clock because I didn't think I could do it. So I actually, the first time I extended my non-eating window was when I think I waited to like a one o'clock special or a one fifteen special. And then when I found out I could do it that long, the next week I might've tried my two fifteen special. And at that point, what I was doing is I was just having a snack 
And somewhere along the line, and I'm not sure exactly when it happened, but we kept creeping closer to the end of the school day and eventually made it till four o'clock. And I personally would have a a yogurt at that point because I just felt like that was a really good snack for me. I'm always worried about my bones. I happen to be the oldest, the eldest of all of us and worry about bones and things like that. Not that they don't. But so my normal and still today is at four o'clock, even on the weekends, I have a snack, typically yogurt, and then follow with my meal afterwards. So I guess that would be That's the way I do it. Yeah, that's very similar to how I do it, a snack and then a meal later. And sometimes, depending upon the evening and whether it's a weekend or weeknight, my window might stay open a little bit longer till like nine or 10 o'clock. And that doesn't seem to affect the success of how I feel about myself and um, the changes that I've experienced since I've started it. I mean, I didn't need to lose a whole lot of weight. My my goal was mostly to um, get rid of the aftermenopausal stomach that was climbing up over, uh, was getting larger than my, over my pants and at some point, it felt like it was bigger than my breasts. Um, <laughs> I that was my goal to get rid of the stomach, and that happened real quickly. You know, I s- began at 142 pounds, and I'm now 20 pounds lighter, and I lost 10 pounds within the first. Let's see, we started in January, and it was in April. I had shed at least 10 or 12 pounds. Oh, that's fabulous! And I know that yeah. you feel so much better. So Kathleen, how you um, were all eating at school and waiting till, you know, and then having something later, how has that evolved for you? It's so very similar. Um, it's, it's been really helpful having Heather, Lori and Liz to, to do this with. It's really been so amazing to do it with three other of your friends and your coworkers. It's like, we talk about it all the time. So it was just It was really easy for us, I think, because we had so much support from one another. And that really stands out the most when I think about why I was so successful with this as well, because of the support from the friends and the coworkers. And, you know, you figure out those problems together. But, you know, like everybody, we started with the 16-8 in the beginning and, you know, our lunch is at 12.05 at our school. And we actually all have lunch at the same time, fourth and fifth grade eat together. And Heather comes in often. So we were, we would plan these amazing lunches. Like we couldn't wait till 12.05 to sit down and eat because we were, we, I think looking back, we, I think we were really thinking we were really starving, but we might not have been as starving as when we look back now, but we couldn't wait to eat that big lunch. So we enjoyed our lunches very, very much and um, kind of did that 16-8 for a while, like like the other girls mentioned. And, you know, slowly just, and again, it was sort of Liz changing it up for us. And we all jumped on board when Liz would say, we want to change it up. So we all jumped on board and tried it together just slowly, slowly cut the eight hours down to six and then five. And we were amazed that we were able to cut down and it wasn't as hard as we thought it was going to be. I remember in June, we were all wondering how the summer was going to go because we didn't have the structured day of, you know, having each other there. 
So we were a little worried about the summer, if we were going to get off track or, or what was going to happen. So we all were, you know, we because we're friends, we were in contact a lot over the summer. And we ended up getting through the summer really, really, really well. We actually met each other kind of in June. And uh, we just planned out what we were going to, we were going to go have lunch together and go shopping. And, you know, we couldn't stop thinking about we were going to wait till five o'clock to eat. And we couldn't wait to get get ready to eat. So it's kind of evolved that way for me. So I think as the summer went through, I it was more like a four o'clock in the afternoon, five o'clock in the afternoon. So now I'm pretty much eating about five o'clock and I probably shut my window by seven. So it's probably like a two hour window that I've been doing for a while now. And it's been great. It's been so easy. It's been wonderful. You know, you don't think you're going to be able to do not eat for 22 hours, but it was just like, it's amazing. So how do you it not eat at school now? That. No, we, um, we don't eat at school. I, I don't, we were having a snack. I mean, I was having a snack like Gloria, right, right at the end of the day, the way I'm doing it right now, we've sort of all, we're, we're still doing the same thing, but each of us have done it a little bit different these last couple of months. And I've been, um, I've been sticking with that five o'clock window and that's been you know, somewhere around that. Not not perfectly five. Sometimes it's five thirty. Sometimes it's four thirty. But definitely between a two three hour window. So that's kind of where I've been, and it's worked. It's worked really well. So I went to my doctor in January, and this was another point that you know I wanted to mention. And you know, I got on the scale, and I was at my highest I had been in years. And I'm not obese, but you know, I could cover it up very well. But I was 180 pounds in January, and it was really shocking for me to see that number. As of today, I'm down to 130. So I've lost 50 pounds since doing this since January. That's fabulous. So it's been really life-changing for me. who wants to tell us about the pants? Heather, Heather, tell us about the pants. Okay. So my success story is not quite as large as, say, Kathleen's or Lori's. I still kind of struggle um, in in my success story. But what I've noticed basically is not the numbers on the scale, which I know a lot of our listeners have that trouble with. It's the, not the numbers on the scale, but my inches were definitely getting smaller. So I'm a kind of a rugged kind of a girl being very athletic and especially with my uh, phys ed background and my athletics and my background there. But so I would always go for I, the size extra large or large or um, my pant size were size 12 or 14s even because I was pressing that number up there. When the number started coming down because I was doing some measuring, Kathleen had brought in some clothes of hers on one Friday afternoon, a whole bag of clothes. There were pants and some tops as well, but mainly lots and lots of pants. So she said, Heather, just take these and go into, it was earlier in the morning, obviously before the students got there. She said, Heather, try these pants on, just go in and try them in the, in the bathroom over there. So I was like, okay, fine. So they were size 10s. Now, of course, I wouldn't even think to look 
even at a size 10 at the store. So I went in and I came out of the bathroom strutting my stuff because I was so excited that I was able to wear these size 10s. So she goes, well, here, just try these eights. And I said, no, 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 I'm not going to go. She said, just try them. So I went back into the stall, tried on the eights, and I was basically almost doing cartwheels coming out of that bathroom because I fit into the eights. So um, hence the, the sisterhood of the traveling pants, because not only was I able to wear the different pants that Kathleen had brought in that she no longer were, was able to wear, some other girls in the school who are also now we have adopted as intermittent fasters as well joined our group. I passed them forward to them. And, you know, it's just, it's just fun that we are a true sisterhood, that's for sure. And one thing, too, I wanted to say, Kathleen had talked about once we switched as far as our lunches go, that's like has been the best thing because I do not need to worry about packing a lunch anymore. No more meal preps on Sundays, you know, for the what are we going to have for the week? Just packing our San Pellegrino and our iced coffees or our coffees or our nice warm hot water during the day. And that is it. And that's such a a delight because I don't have to stress about what am I going to have for lunch, even though we did make some wonderful salads and things like that in our mason jars, but we didn't have to worry about that anymore. Well, I love it. So how many teachers would you say they're in your school altogether? 16. 16. Uh, maybe 20. No, there's 16 classrooms, but there's probably 35 teachers. Okay. Because of the specials teachers and the special needs teachers and all that, but 16 classrooms. Out of your school, how many teachers? I know there's the four of you and a few others. How many do you reckon are doing intermittent fasting? I think we've, we've only had one convert. Okay, so I think one convert. That's us. still good. That's good. Over time, I bet more and more will join. <laughs> but there's other teachers in the district as well that we have influenced in other buildings. Oh, yeah. I think that's important, too, because... We can spread it throughout the whole district. I, I know that by the time I left my system, before I left my district, it was starting to to go. I remember the last year that I was teaching, I was at a meeting of some sort. It was like a county meeting. I can't remember what it was about, but there were teachers from high school and middle school and elementary school there. And there was a teacher from the high school and I was talking to her and I'm like, hi, I'm Jen Stevens. She said, I know who you are. And I thought that she knew who I was because of like the work I've done with the gifted program. I was the lead gifted teacher for a while and I taught the gifted endorsement classes. And I was like, oh, she's like, yeah, you're the one who does intermittent fasting. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) because teachers are always looking for something, right? Something different. We have a teacher's assistant actually that used to work here at Stony Lane and she's since left a couple of years, but She's still one of our, our, our friends that we talk to quite often. She has been doing intermittent fasting now. So, And then I have another teacher friend, and she's in the district. She's a preschool teacher. She's also doing intermittent fasting. So we've gotten together a few times this summer, Heather and I, and we're at the beach and talking about it with her. So there's definitely been other teachers that we've mentioned it to for sure, and certainly many other people in our lives that, you know, We've introduced now. It would you say well. that, or is your town kind of a small town? 
I think so. I think so, you would say that. You know, yes. you know, I know in a small town that people tend to know what other people are doing. <laughs> That's why I ask. You know, people people tend to talk about what's going on, and so it's easier for something like this to to kind of get around. Being a small town, I think I remember. I just remembered a story at our open house that we had in September. A lot of parents were noticing that we had all like oh, you guys all look great. Everybody looks wonderful. What are you doing? So parents started to notice too. So that was really exciting. And there were a couple of parents that were talking to us, I remember after open house and wanted to know more about it. So there's even been other parents of our students who noticed the difference with us and who we've got going on the on the, on the intermittent fasting train. So I love that. That actually happened to me. I think it was fifth grade graduation the last year I was teaching and I was you know about to retire, but a dad came up to me. He's like, I do intermittent fasting too. And he was just so excited because, you know, this was a couple years ago. So he was excited to know someone else that was doing it. And I actually, one of my really a long time ago, she's a junior in high school now. So I taught her when she was in fifth grade. So that's how, how many years ago, but her mother, I ran into her at a band event because she was in the district honor band. And she was like, what have you done? And she not only now does intermittent fasting, but she comes to our Saturday morning coffee group that we have, you know, just a bunch of us get together on Saturday and have coffee and and I'm taught her kid. So Liz, what, what would you like to add? Well, I, there are other people that ask us questions and what are you eating? You know, how are you eating now? And what times do you eat now? And we often get the response that they, you know, they say, oh, I could never do that. I could never go without eating. And, you know, it's, it's hard to, to convince someone that, that actually you can. And it's not what you imagine that it's going to be like. Kathleen mentioned I had had some experience with intermittent fasting. I had tried um, Michael Mosley's 5-2 diet a few years ago. And I loved the idea of it. I really wanted to make it work. But I was, you know, drinking cream in my coffee and stevia, probably drinking diet soda, chewing gum all day to try to make it through. And I was miserable and headachy and nasty. And I hated it. So I, I couldn't keep it up. But since reading your book and learning about clean fasting, it was a total game changer. It's like night and day. If you just have you know the black coffee and water, you don't get those terrible feelings that I think people imagine having. I think that's such having. an important point to make, Liz, because I too experimented with five two and um, you know back when when all that came out. And I remember reading I can't remember what book it was. It was some five two book that was written by somebody who told her own experiences. I can't think of the name of it, but she talked about how she would have like a tiny little breakfast and then a tiny little lunch. She was dividing her 500 calories all out throughout the whole day. Is that what you were trying to do? No, I was, what was I doing? I, I think I was making it all day. I tried it both ways, calories. but I know that when I tried to do the the dividing it up all day long, like a little bit here, a little bit there, because it was all just about, you know, the calories or so we thought it was absolutely miserable, like you said. And even though it was only two days a week, it was just, it was like too much. Yeah. And, and I've tried to tell, you know, people that have asked, like, I, I'm actually the happiest I've ever been. And I've been researching diets for, you know, 15 years since I had my, my first son. And I could probably open a diet bookstore <laughs> up my upstairs of my house. <laughs> and I could also open up an exercise DVD shop because I bought everything that came down the pike. And 
Everyone here has tried them all. After school, we did them all. We had our 21-day program that lasted about 365 days, and none of us lost a pound. <laughs> right. I can remember doing that at one of my schools. We had a, we would get together after school with the PE teacher, actually, and we would. Um, she set up a whole fitness room, and the teachers would go in there, and we would do. It was. We had those slide things. Do y'all remember those? The things that you would slide from side to side on. And we would go in there and slide. I don't think any of us lost any weight either, but we we tried it. It was fun. With the te- we did enjoy all getting together and, and doing that. So um, who's had a big health victory of any, any type? Anybody had some big health improvements? Well, I have somewhat. I was teetering with the last couple of years um, when I would go to the doctor for my annual, my blood pressure was always, well, let's watch it. And it was not quite high enough or or scary enough to to start with medication. And it bothered me a lot because there's um, heart problems in my family. Both my, my father died early of massive coronary. So I have always, always been very nervous about that. And as a result, watched always careful about what I, what I ate and how much I ate. But anyway, this last time that I visited the doctor, my blood pressure was perfect. And I had been weekly recording it at home and I watched it from January till still now. I still do it once a week. It is now very normal where it would be 30 points higher on the top and a couple of points lower on the bottom. That is exciting. You were not on blood pressure medicine. You were just watching it. No, I, it was that we were watching it and it was to the point where if the average was a certain amount, then I would be looking at possibly starting high blood pressure medication. The other, and I still cannot figure this out, but it it actually has occurred when I went to the eye doctor in September this year, she downgraded my my contact prescription. She said, I think you've got too much. We're going to downgrade it. Somehow your eyes have changed. And that was the, yeah, that's like one totally of those that amazing. just sounds fake, doesn't it? Like we're making it up. <laughs> yes. Like maybe they just made a mistake the last time. But we time. hear it all the time. So we know that it's it's not fake. It's a real a real thing that's happened. Anybody else have any anything like any health victories? We were all relatively healthy, you know, to begin with. It was just, you know, Lori really is Lori works out all the time, even before this. She was she's we always call her workout Barbie. She works out all the time. So she's always, always been a really great eater and worked out a lot. So it was really wonderful to hear that health change that happened with Lori. But, you know, we did, a, we would exercise, you know, in the, we started out in the gymnasium, Heather would set it all up for us. And then slowly, slowly, it just came to the four of us. And uh, at Stony Lane, we don't have any walls in our building. It's all, it's open class. It's an open concept. I don't know if you've ever seen a school like that You know, before. I went to one in the, in the 1970s. Was your school, when was your school built? See, I 70s, went to one. Yes. I was a student in, in an elementary school like that, which is just so funny. Now I do remember all my teachers trying to like make barriers with like bookshelves and things. Do y'all try to do that? 
we got divider, new dividers just about a, uh, about two years ago, maybe. So now everything looks more uniform, but it was all made with bookshelves and bookcases and file cabinets and everything you could imagine. And here's a really funny story. Walls. Before I started teaching my very first year, it was the summer after I graduated, I was interviewing it at one elementary school and it was one of those. It was East Aiken Elementary, I remember. And the principal's name was David Davis. And he was interviewing me for this position. And it was a school that didn't have the walls. And in the interview, he said, now your voice is very loud. You're going to have to work on that if you come here. And I was like embarrassed because that was just during the interview. He thought I was loud. So y'all have to, <laughs> y'all have to be careful about not being too loud. So Heather, where's the PE room? Is it open? No. Oh, no, no, so no. Heather, I'm actually on the other side the Where's the PE school. room? Is it open? No. So I have walls. <laughs> and I like to be outside a lot too. So we spend a lot of time with our classes outdoors. Well, that's good. So Heather, I want to talk to you specifically because you're very active. You're the PE teacher. And so, so often people worry when they're new to intermittent fasting, they're just starting off. They think, you know, am I going to have energy to, to be physically active during the day? And I imagine you are just constantly moving. So tell us a little bit about that. Yes. Well, I have to say that I have a, um, a watch, of course, that records my steps. And I probably average like sixteen to 18,000 steps a day. And I'm probably like 3,000 calories a day, depending on the day. But my energy is soaring more so now than even being the active phys ed teacher that I am from a year ago. The energy is boundless. It's it's unbelievable how I reference that to the intermittent fasting. I'm not... We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by, by optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency, and in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories, promo code ifstories10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash ifstories, promo code ifstories10. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face -face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on 
on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then, there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Sluggish after lunch anymore because I'm not eating lunch. You know, it's just it's just amazing. I ca- I can't thank it enough, and I'm so grateful to my sisters here <laughs> for introducing that because you know I have had many years of doing every other diet as well. Like, you know, it's a kind of like a broken record here with all of us with our different diets that we've had. But yeah, it's just, it's just wonderful. That's great. Because I know that is the thing that people worry about, or they they worry, they wonder, am I going to have energy to be active? And if a PE teacher at an elementary school can be active, because I'm just going to say, those of you who have never been in a PE room in an elementary school (laughs) no idea. I really admire the work that you do because it is constant. It is constant. You are a performer as well, especially at the elementary level. (laughs) You really are. You are a performer all day long. You're like moving, you're on stage, you're keeping them up. And yeah, it's, it's really a special calling. That is one job I could not do. I could not be a kindergarten teacher and I could not be a PE teacher. Oh, I bet you could. I bet I could not. (laughs) Maybe I could. Maybe I could. Maybe not kindergarten. I don't know about that. That's a whole different world. All right. So who has a story they would like to share? I would like to talk about something I was thinking about last night. I was trying to prepare myself with some non-scale victories, and I, I, 
I thought at first I didn't have any, but then it just occurred to me that I just have so much um, freedom in my mind now because before intermittent fasting, I was any free moment I was, you know, looking at beach body or looking for a new, um, new diets. I, I'd go to bookstores and go right to the diet section or the magazines with the, you know, the light recipes and spend so much time making myself these dinners and meals and lunches that my family wouldn't eat. So I was constantly, you know, cooking special things for myself and it was exhausting and I never could keep it up because it was, it was just too much to manage with my two boys and my husband. So with intermittent fasting, I don't feel like I have to limit myself to the types of foods that I'm eating. So now I spend my time looking for meals that my whole family will enjoy. And it's just it's just very freeing not to have that anxiety about worrying about what I should be eating or what I shouldn't be eating. But I do, I am craving healthy, healthy foods. I'm not looking for, you know, all the junk that I can get my hands on. I, I, I have started to crave healthy foods. Um, so I think I, I just feel so free. And I, I just, I wish everyone would, would hear that, that it's not, it's not like any diet you've tried. It's very freeing and so flexible and you can try so many different things. So who else has a, a non-scale victory that they would like to share? I just wanted Lori to share her vacation story to Bermuda. Share that, Lori. I went on vacation in Bermuda because, of course, we have to go when school is out. And we only have one school vacation now, a week vacation, and that's in April. And my husband and I try to go every year. This year we went off to Bermuda and absolutely fell in love with the island. And I wore a very skimpy red bikini that I have worn them in the past, but it was just so nice that I was able to feel very comfortable in it. And I'm when I came back to show the pictures to the girls, or some of the pictures of the girls, they could not believe well, how I, I looked that. in the bikini. You were confident wearing that bikini in Bermuda. Yes. And I I just actually thought about something when we were talking about how we spread within our school and within the district. One of my very favorite teachers is my daughter, Ashley, who teaches in the same town at a different school. She has started intermittent fasting as a result. She and two other colleagues at her school also do it and have had success with it. Her husband, um, so this, as you said, that you were saying about the little town, this has gotten bigger even within our town. Her husband has had much success with it. Her husband's mother, in preparation for her other son's wedding, which was a couple of months ago, has also had much success with it. And people just keep passing it. My, I have two sisters that now do it. It's just because they see how happy I am. If anybody asks me what's what's going on with you, you look great, you, you, you don't seem to age, you look wonderful. I, I just tell them like it is that I found 
I and my friends have found this the best, cheapest lifestyle change. It doesn't cost any money. It doesn't require counting calories. It doesn't um, require a whole lot of time, as Heather and Liz said about prepping. It's just a wonderful program, and it, we're just so happy that we found it. And we all feel this way, but it's it's our our style of choice for the rest of our that. life. I know, I know what you it know, is. And I just think about all the crazy things that I tried and y'all and all the diets that you tried, you know, would you say in all the diets that you tried, were people like lining up to do them with you? No, they were not lining up to do it with, with us. Definitely, definitely not. You know, they always thought I was, what is she doing now? And, and like Kathleen said, I, I worked out almost every day. My children are older and I wasn't able to do it when they were young and I would go home and help with homework, but my children are older and uh, I, if I can work out, I work out every single day because I love it. But what I found since doing intermittent fasting that I am not needing to be quite as obsessed with working out because my body has changed. What is that called? Body, body composition, yeah, body I recomposition. guess. Body recomposition has changed. I still love to work out because I love the feeling that I get. It's kind of a high after, but I don't feel I need to as often as I used to. I would be upset with myself if I didn't. And I used to think, my God, I with the amount of time that I work out and I still look like this. You know what I mean? I used to be so upset with myself because I couldn't possibly work out any more than I did. And I couldn't be more careful with what I ate. Although at the time, it was little meals here, there, and everywhere. I, my lunch bag would be the size of a, a piece of luggage. Yeah, I, I get that. I had all these different lunch bags that I would take to school. I remember that. There would be the shake, the 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 tea that went with it, the mason jar salad that was brimming at the top. And, uh, uh, there would be all the different snacks that I would have in between, what I would eat after I worked out, what I would eat before I worked out. And, I mean, it was just ridiculous what I thought was healthy eating at the time. And all we needed to do was just to condense that eating. And within that condensing it, learn that, oh, I'm full. Oh, I don't need to eat all of this entire plate. The whole appetite correction thing was so eye-opening. We would talk about it every morning. We'd say, I, I couldn't even eat my whole meal. I, I realized that I didn't have to eat the whole plate. And that was just so amazing for all of us to have that. I'm going to ask that this now, since there's four of you, I want each of you to have a moment to, to say, if you were talking to someone just starting off with intermittent fasting, what would you tell them? Or what do you wish you knew when you got started? And I'm going to start with Heather. So Heather, what would you tell someone just starting off with intermittent fasting? Or what do you wish you knew when you got started? Well, I would say to someone just starting out, there's there's strength in numbers. The support from these ladies that I'm talking with today, uh, my coworkers, we've had numerous conversations 
the advice in the morning when we meet or after school when we work out has just been fantastic because I haven't had the, the numbers on the scale as successful as them. If I didn't have them, you know, watch my back and give me the advice, I probably would have given up. I would have quit like everything else. But I found with talking with them that this is definitely a sustainable way of eating and that I'm going to continue up. I am not looking back. I'm going to continue pressing forward. I'm saying also that the non-scale victories are definitely worth more than that, that number on the scale. And um, that I just have to learn to be patient and it'll come. It'll come in time. I love that. Yeah, that's great. All right, Lori, how about you? I guess my biggest advice would be to keep in mind that everyone's journey is different. As witnessed from all four of us, we've all had we've all been very successful, but all four of us has had different outcomes. I would also say trust yourself. Some people start with a larger eating window, then progress to a smaller eating window, whereas others dive in, right in with small eating windows and do just fine. So I would say, you know, trust yourself, test it out. Not It's not one size yeah, fits that's all great for advice. everyone. All right, Liz, how about you? I think it's important to realize in the beginning or to trust in the beginning that Good things are going to happen, but they might it might happen at a different pace than than other people. The Facebook group is very helpful to to read for support. You know, if you don't have friends like we do, trying it, and it's, it's a very flexible lifestyle. And I know I'm I'm still not where I'd like to be. I'm still playing with different windows and up and down days, and it, it's not always the same for everybody. Yeah, I think that, it that's really great advice because the fact that y'all are all together and you can, you know, bounce ideas off each other, that that really is so valuable and can't the value of it can't be overstated. All right, Kathleen. I agree with my three ladies with everything they said. I do think that um the support, as I we've all mentioned, has been really helpful. And I know it's wonderful if you can find someone to do it with, that you can talk it out with. It's been really amazing to have going through this with these ladies together and, um, you know, not knowing what the outcome was going to be. You know, none of us had any idea what we were getting into, all, you know, wondering if we were doing it correctly and, you know, how do you feel? How do I feel? So just not really knowing the outcome, but just trusting the process for sure. Sticking to the clean fast. I mean, the intermittent fasting podcast, your other podcast you do with Melanie. I mean, we started there. We religiously listened to those. That was just really helpful information. Just confirming, you know, those questions that you still might be having. So the podcasts were so helpful the stories, your stories have been so inspirational, especially, I mean, we still talk about Donna Doobie's story every, I, I think it comes up oh, daily. Well, you know what? It, you Reach know? out to her. <laughs> Donna, they want you to come. Her story just hit us all. I don't know. It was really, it, it really stuck with all of us. So I feel like the podcast and the stories and the information, you know, just look, you know, using the Facebook groups, all of that was so helpful with 
you know, you can find anything you're looking for. Like if you feel like, why do I have a headache? Why do I have this? I mean, the answer is out there in one of those resources, you know? And um, so I think trusting the process for sure, having supportive friends that and family that support what you're doing is helpful and just all the resources that you offer. And there's just a lot out there that's good information. They just have to get the right information the correct information, the Jim Stevens That's correct true. information. Yes. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, (laughs) you know, sometimes people will be like, what are the very best YouTube videos that I should watch? And I'm like, oh gosh, can you just imagine the the crazy bad advice that people (laughs) would share? There's a lot of bad advice out there. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. I have one more thing to say. Jim uh, Stevens, Well, look, president. that's a hard no. <laughs> that's a hard I, – I can't save the world with intermittent fasting and also be president, right? <laughs> uh, well, thank you all so much. And it has been so great to talk to you. And I really appreciate you taking the time on this Friday after you've been working all week. Do you have um, – do you have to work next week? Because we're, we're recording right before Thanksgiving, even though people that are listening, it'll be January. Are y'all off the whole week next week? No. Monday and Tuesday, we, we started have having students. the whole week of Thanksgiving off. One year, we ha- were all furloughed because the state had budget problems and they furloughed us without pay. But then it turned into such a beautiful thing that they gave us Thanksgiving week off like forever because everybody loved it. Oh, it was nice. We're going to go celebrate you, Jen, and have some wine. And we're well, going to please toast do. To and I Stevens. will celebrate here in Georgia and have a toast to all of you. And thank you so much, ladies. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast.